Anything else? Let's go to 1 Corinthians, the 10th chapter. As we continue on through this book. Now I'm going to read a little ways into it. Chapter 10, 11, 12, and 13. Ten and eleven have to be figured in the Lord's Supper. Twelve and thirteen on the gifts, the day of Pentecost and the gifts of the Spirit. Now most generally, you don't hear chapter ten being considered a part of the Lord's Supper teaching. But I'll show you why I believe it is. Moreover, brethren, remember, he's addressing the assembly at Corinth, the church at Corinth. He says, brethren, and I believe he's including all of the men and women of the church. I would not that you should be ignorant. He says, I would not, I would not have you being ignorant. Ignorant is not a slanderous term generally. Ignorant means no knowledge of a certain subject. Ignorance can be remedied, rectified by receiving knowledge over that which you are ignorant of. We all have ignorance of many things. I have lots of ignorance. Things that I know nothing about. So I'm ignorant in them. But if you're a child of God and especially a member of one of the Lord's churches, we ought not to be ignorant of Bible subjects. Members that are ignorant of the Bible cannot be good members. Now, he says, I would not have you ignorant, or not that you should be ignorant, How that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. Well, now these Corinthians are Gentiles. Paul is an ethnic Jew. And so he's talking about the Jewish fathers. When they came out of Egypt uh, and passed through the Red Sea into the desert wilderness. But he says now, and we're all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. We'll talk about that in just a minute, but notice that language. 
That's New Testament church language. And there wasn't a church in the Old Testament. The word church is used one time in the Old, Old Testament, but it's only in the sense it was a gathering of the people, not a church as known by the New Testament. So those folks that came through the Red Sea, that experience coming through the Red Sea was the same as being baptized under Moses and did all eat the same spiritual meat or spiritual food, which would be manna. And did all drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank, drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. But with many of them, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Neither be ye idolaters as were some of them as it is written. The people sat down to eat and to drink and rose up to play. Neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed and fell in one day three and twenty thousand or twenty three thousand. And neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents. Neither murmur ye, when 1 Corinthians 10, neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured, and were destroyed of or by the destroyer. Now all these things happen unto them for ensamples, examples, the same word. And they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer or allow you to be tempted above that ye are able but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee from idolatry. I speak as to wise men, judge ye what I say. The cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? For we, being many, are one bread and one body. For we are all partakers of that one bread. Behold, Israel after the flesh are not they which eat of the sacrifice, partakers of the altar. But say I then, that the idol is anything, or that which is offered in sacrifice to idols is anything. But I say, that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils. That means demons. 
Anytime you see devil in the plural, it's demons. There's only one devil. But there is a multitude of demons. And they sacrifice to demons and not to God. And I would not, or I would not, I would not have it that you should have fellowship with demons. Ye, second person plural, you all, he's talking to the church, cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and of the table of demons. Now see, this is baptism and the Lord's Supper. Not many preachers preach this in reference to the Lord's Supper. But it is the first, the first application to the Lord's Supper. Do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? All things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but all things edify not. Let no man seek his own, but every man another's wealth. Whatsoever is sold in the shambles. We talked about this back in chapter Eight, didn't we? That eat asking no question for conscience sake. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. If any of them that believe or them believe not, bid you to a feast and you be disposed to go whatsoever is set before you eat, asking no question for conscience sake. But if any man say unto you, this is offered and sacrificed to idols, eat not for his sake that showed it. And for conscience sake, for the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Conscience, I say, not thine own, but of the other, for why is my liberty judged of another man's conscience? For if I by grace be a partaker, why am I evil spoken of for that which I give thanks? Whether therefore you eat or drink, or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Give none offense, neither to the Jews, nor to the Gentiles, nor to the church of God. Even as I please all men in all things, not seeking mine own profit, but the profit of many that they may be saved. Now, let's back up here now. Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant. As I said, church members ought not to be ignorant of the Bible. Not at all. As a child of God... We have an obligation to, to learn the Word of God. Matter of fact, that's what church membership is all about. Worshiping God in the Spirit and the truth, but being taught the truth that we may be able to teach others. But we must not be ignorant of the Word of God. I think it's a crying shame. People, members of a Baptist church, Say they're members, and 30 years down the road, they still don't know the first thing about the Word of God. I think it's a crying shame that members of the Lord's church do not know the books of the Bible. So he said, I would not that you should be ignorant about our fathers as they were uh, under the cloud and all passed through the sea. Notice he didn't say the swamp. And that's where the liberals are. 
They say they didn't cross the Red Sea. They crossed the Sea of Reeds. They waded across. That's, uh, yeah, that's, but that's what they do with all the miracles. They rationalize them and try to explain them in human terms. How do you explain God parting the Red Sea and all of those Israelites coming across dry shot? Now you say, well, how did God do that? Why, he spoke it and it was done. But you didn't tell me how he did it. I believe we read in Romans 1 this, this morning. Even his eternal power and Godhead, that's how he does it all. That's how he spoke the universe into existence. His eternal power and Godhead. Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Trinity cooperating in unity. The work of creation, the work of salvation. All of God's work. Trinity cooperating in unity. Now, they were all baptized under Moses. In the cloud and in the sea. Well, think about this. God parted the Red Sea. And as the Israelites went into the bed of the Red Sea, there's a wall of water on the right. There's a wall of water on the left. And there's the cloud over their head. They are effectively immersed. And this immersion was under Moses. Now, for New Testament believers were baptized into Christ, under, under Christ. Immersed in the water, but it's not just immersed in water, it's unto Christ. They were baptized in the sea and in the cloud, but it was unto Moses. So everything that Moses stood for, the children of Israel were identified with. When you're scripturally baptized, you are identified with everything Jesus Christ is and teaches. In his word. If you're baptized in a Campbellite church, you're baptized unto Alexander Campbell. You are baptized unto everything that he and that denomination teaches. And they teach that that water saves you. Methodists, all the rest of them. You're baptized, whatever. Wherever you're baptized, you're identified with the one that did the baptism. We need to be baptized under Christ. Romans 6, I think, deals with that pretty good. Now, 
They did all eat the same spiritual meat. Miracle bread. Manna that came from God, came from heaven. So, Brother Kazee, in his track, in his book on the church and ordinances, in a New Testament church, we're all to have identical testimony of Christ, of salvation. Doesn't mean all of our circumstances are the same. My testimony of, 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 of salvation is exactly the same as the Apostle Paul's. Now, my circumstances are not the same. But Paul said, the gospel which I also received. Same experience. His circumstances didn't save him. He was saved by the gospel. We'll get that in chapter 15. Now, and did all drink the same spiritual drink? Now, there's a lot said about water in the gospel of John. Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. So not only did they have H2O physical water to sustain their lives in the arid desert, it was a spiritual drink also. <clears throat> For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. Now, this is not one of the apocryphal books. This is not a fairy tale. It's not a fantasy. Kids read and are taught fairy tales, fantasies. That's not what this is. So they drank of that spiritual rock, and that rock followed them, and that rock was Christ. Now you're not to get in your mind a gigantic rock sprouting legs and following them. Although he says that rock followed them. I believe I know what happened there. Look at Exodus 17, 6. Verse 4, Moses cried unto the Lord, saying, What shall I do unto this people? They be almost ready to stone me. <laughs> and the Lord said unto Moses, Go on before the people, and take with thee of the elders of Israel, and thy rod, wherewith thou smotest the river, take in thine hand, and go. That's the same rod he's had. Behold, I will stand before thee there 
upon the rock in Horeb. And thou shalt smite the rock, and there shall come water out of it, that the people may drink, and Moses did so, in the sight of the elders of Israel. And he called the name of the place Massah and Meribah because of the chiding of the children of Israel. And because they tempted the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? Look at Numbers 20. Verse 7, the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Take the rod, and gather thou the assembly together, thou and Aaron thy brother, and speak ye unto the rock before their eyes, and it shall give forth his water. And thou shalt bring forth them water out of the rock, so thou shalt give the congregation, and there be strength. Now, we know what happened that time. Instead of speaking, he struck it twice. They still got their water out of the rock. All right. Now look at Psalm 78. Verse 12. Marvelous things did he in the sight of their fathers. In the land of Egypt, in the field of Zoan. He divided the sea and caused him to pass through. And he made the waters to stand as in a heap. That's across from the Red Sea. In the daytime also he led them with a cloud and all the night with a light of fire. He clave the rocks in the wilderness and gave them drink. As out of the great depths he brought streams also out of the rock and caused waters to run down like rivers. And they sinned yet more against him by provoking the Most High in the wilderness. And they tempted God in their heart by asking meat for their lust. Yea, they spake against God. They said, Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Behold, he smote the rock that the waters gushed out, and the streams overflowed. Can he give bread also? Can he provide flesh for his people? We know the answer to that is absolutely. Yes. But now that's how the rock followed them. There was so much water that came out of the rock that it created streams in the desert. And they were never, or for a long time, without water for their herds and themselves. Streams in the desert. That's what they had. So that's how that rock followed them. Waters gushed out. Now, the liberals say that, how many of you know what a geode is? It's a hollow rock, and most of them have real, real pretty crystals inside. But they're a hollow rock. And they say that that rock that Moses struck was a geode. 
and it sweated in there inside that geode. And when he struck it with the rock, it busted open, and they dipped in there and got water. That's their explanation for that. But you see, the Bible won't even let you do that. Because it plainly says at least twice that that rock was flint. Now, I'm not sure on the hardness scale. I'm not up on all that. But I know that flint is one of the hardest of rocks. As a matter of fact, the old Daniel Boone Kentucky rifle, it had flint up there on the hammer. That's why it was called a flintlock. And it had a pan there. You had powder down in it, and you had a pan there with gunpowder in it. And when you pulled that trigger, that flint sparked. And that's why there's always a delay. It didn't fire immediately. It had to get that spark. It had to ignite that powder and go in, burn in, and ignite the powder in there. And then that ball would go pretty accurately wherever you pointed it. Flintlock. Because a flint is so dense that when you strike metal, it sparks. I don't know. I think they use flint even in lighters, don't they? Because it is, it is so hard. And there's nothing hollow. You can't open up, you can't crack open a flint rock and find a, find a hollow place in it. It's dense. And the Bible plainly says that it was, that rock was flint. Flint rock. So the Bible proves all of them liars. Unless they believe what the Bible says. Anyway. So they drank of that water. There they had their, their manna, their miracle bread from heaven. And they had their, wa- their ro- water from the rock. And that rock was Christ. And spiritually, we feed on Christ. That's what we do in the Lord's Supper. We demonstrate that. But with many of them, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now, I don't know about these individuals, but here's what I want to tell you about about the nation of Israel. As we study the nation of Israel, as they went into Egypt, remained there under hard bondage, and Moses brings them out, we ought to see Israel... The whole nation as one believer. And uh, then apply those lessons to us. That's why I said these things were done for examples to you. So that's how we can appropriate the lessons of Israel by understanding the whole nation as one individual child of God. But now no Jew, no Israelite, went to heaven because he was a Jew coming out of Egypt. Not a one did. 
The only way any of them, if they did go to heaven, was by the same salvation that we all have. So, very important. But here, the 23,000 that God overthrew, that's a serious word there. He overthrew them in the wilderness. That means he killed them. Now these things were our examples to the intent. We should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. So now what were they lusting after? Well, leeks, cucumbers, garlic. Hmm? Well, with those food things, when God provided them manna from heaven, that was God's provision. And they should not have been lusting against God's provision. There's a lesson for us. Always being dissatisfied with whatever we've got. Don't lust against God's provision. God's not pleased with that. That's what he said here. Now he says, neither be ye idolaters. This is New Testament, folks. The major problem in the Old Testament is idolatry. And it remains an, a major problem in the New Testament. Preachers talk about love and all that. God talks about idolatry. Neither be ye idolaters. Well, I don't care. I like that's what I'm going to do. Well, go ahead. You see what God did to those? Because he wasn't pleased with them. As were some of them idolaters, as is written. The people sat down to eat, drink, and rose up to play. Now, that kind of sounds innocent. But it's not. Because it's sandwiched right in there with all of their fleshly lusting and their idolatry. So they're eating and they're drinking and rising up to play. That's right in the, in the, uh, the path of lusting and idolatry. And neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed and fell in one day, 23,000. So you've got lusting just after seemingly innocent things. But God didn't give them leeks, garlics, and onions, and cucumbers. God gave them manna. Gave them the proper amount. Controlled everything about it. And they, could, they would flourish on that. They didn't want it. They weren't happy with God's provision. They remained idolaters around Mount Sinai. They created a golden calf and said, here's what brought us out of Egypt. A golden calf. Say, how stupid can you be? Really? That's how stupid you can be. And we can too. And then their fornication. 
whether it's mental or whether it's actual. And neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted and were destroyed by serpents. That's number 16, isn't it? Those 21, yeah, the fiery serpents. Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now all these things happen unto them for in samples, and they are written for our admonition. Upon whom the ends of the world are come. Well, he called those beginning of the last days. And we're still there. So you believe the Lord's coming is soon? It's sooner, it's, it's sooner now than it's ever been. Wherefore let him that thinks he stands. Take heed lest he fall. Think you're standing real good? You better take heed. That's when you're about to fall. There has no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted above that you are able. Say, well, I can't stand it. Yes, you can. But will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. I believe that means exactly what it says. Is it what it just overcame me? No, no, no. If, it's, if God has permitted it or caused it, you've got a way to get out of it, a way to escape it. Wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee from idolatry. Why do people want to say, well, this really isn't idolatry. When it is. God says flee from it. Run from it. And I speak as to wise men. Judge ye what I say. Now the cup of blessing which we bless. That's the Lord's Supper. Is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? Our participation in the blood of Christ that, that demonstrates our participation. The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? Our connection with the body of Christ. For we being many are one bread and one body. For we all are all partakers of that one bread. So as we take the Lord's Supper as, as a, a body, as an assembly, that's why it's not open communion. It's not, it's not a denominational communion. It's local, visible, body of baptized believer communion. Amen. Behold Israel after the flesh. Are not they which eat of the sacrifices partakers of the altar? Now there it's not talking about an altar in the church. It's talking about the altar in the Old Testament. Amen. What say I then? That the idol is anything or that which is offered in sacrifice to idols is anything? 
But I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to demons and not to God. And I would not that you should have fellowship with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. And you cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and of the table of demons. And if that doesn't put the quietus on open communion, I don't know what does. So, well, you just got to be a believer. We, we had a nice couple that when they saw how we did the Lord's Supper for the, for the church only, they wouldn't come back. Because every Baptist church they'd been in let all Christians take the Lord's Supper. Well, they're ignorant of what the Word of God says. You don't know who those people are. What, what kind of a church are they from? They may just be claiming to be. So what they're doing, they're mixing the table of demons with the Lord's table and all participating. They're bringing down, I think, the wrath of God on all of them. Now, you say, well, y'all haven't prospered because of that. Well, I don't know. I think we have. I think we have. We're still standing on the Lord's word. Amen. Uh, and going to continue to do so. Now, but that you cannot. And these people get together. They, they did it at, at Asbury. They had them coming in from all over. Of course, Asbury itself is not a sound place. Methodist. And then they go down there and they take what they call the Lord's Supper. You can't do that. As a matter of fact, if you can't discipline your congregation, you can't take the Lord's Supper. You've got to have disciplinary authority over all of those who participate in the Lord's Supper. Say, oh, well, you're just making, making a big deal out of it. It is a big deal. It's what the Bible teaches and that's what we believe, and that's what we're willing to stand on, to live for, and to die for. And many of our brethren have done it. Verse 22, do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? That's what the Israelites did. Uh... Brother Wayne read about the temptation of Christ in Luke. The devil said to the Lord when he's at the point of starvation, if thou be the Son of God, turn these stones into bread. And Jesus said, man, does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. He's practically, he's at the point of starvation, and he's saying we don't live by that alone. We live by the word, every word that comes out of the mouth of God. But he also says this, man. In all of those temptations, Jesus answers him as a man. And twice the devil said to him, 
if thou be the Son of God. There was no question Jesus is the Son of God. But he wasn't being tempted to prove that he's God. He's being tempted as our kinsman redeemer. As the Son of Man that he might fulfill the law ever jot and tittle and which he perfectly did and then he said if you cast yourself down thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God anyway do we provoke the Lord to jealousy when you mess with idolatry you do when you mess with fleshly lust you do when you mess with fornication you do provoke the Lord to jealousy he says now all things are lawful for me but all things are not expedient because I can do something doesn't mean I ought to do something all things are lawful for me but all things edify not all things don't edify me or those that are watching me let no man seek his own, but every man another's, and wealth is in italics. But, so let every, no man seek his own. My own affairs, which probably includes money, but every man another's. Our concern is to be about other people, not just ourselves. Then whatsoever is sold in the shambles, that eat asking no question for conscience. There's not an issue about it. Whatsoever sold in the shambles, that eat, ask no question for conscience, conscience sake. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Ain't no idle owns any meat. If they haven't got their hands all over it, they haven't ruined it. If it hadn't spoiled yet, they haven't ruined it. But if any of them that believe not bid you to a feast and you be disposed to go, whatsoever is before you, eat, asking no question for conscience sake. Now, if you're not with somebody that's offended by it. But if any man say unto you, this is offered and sacrifice to idols, eat not for his sake that showed it, and for conscience sake. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. I can eat it, but I must not eat it. I have the right to eat it, but I must not eat it because of somebody else's sake. Conscience, I say, not thine own. But of the other, that is, it's, it's an offense to somebody else. For why is my liberty judged of another man's conscience? If I exercise my liberty and another man's conscience is offended about it, leave my liberty out of this. I'll serve the Lord. Amen. For if I by grace be a partaker, why am I evil spoken of for that for which I give thanks? Don't mix it all up. Cause it all to be exactly the opposite of what, you, what it should be. Whether therefore you eat or drink, or whatsoever you do, man, you want an, uh, an all per, uh, I don't know much about it. You got an all, all purpose flower, don't you? Can that flower be used for anything? All purpose. 
not specific. It's all-purpose. Here's an all-purpose scripture. It can be used for any situation. When you got doubts, well, is this wrong or is that wrong? Can I do this? Can I do that? Hey, there's all kinds of things that come up. It always has been. Here's what it says. Whether therefore you eat or drink, or, yeah, I'm a whosoever, well, I'm a whatsoever. Whatsoever y'all do, now what's that include? Whatsoever. Matter of fact, you can't think of anything that's not included. Whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Well, what are you getting ready to do? Uh, is it going to bring glory to God? If you'd ask that question about everything you've ever done, would things be different? And from here on out, it will be different. If you ask that question and answer it accordingly and follow the answer, things will be different. Plain and simple there. Whatsoever you do, whatever you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all the glory of God. And that'll be all right. Give none offense, neither to the Jews nor to the Gentiles, nor to the church of God. Man, you talk about walking on eggshells. <laughs> Even as I please all men in all things, not seeking mine own profit, but the profit of many that they may be saved. He doesn't want to be a hindrance to them. And by following this, all of this, you won't be a hindrance. And we'll take chapter 11 next time, and we'll get further into the Lord's Supper.